podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Jake and Melinda. Jake, come to you first. How are you getting on, mate? You okay? I mean, it's been a while, but that's what it is when you live halfway across the world, isn't it? But still. Any snow? Any day. snow there, yeah? No, the weather's just rain today. It's been a oh, bit of it's still... you're, you're pissing on what I thought Canada was there, lads. No, no snow, no. It's just uh, not yet. And it, if you go anywhere outside of Toronto, there's snow. It's just Toronto is no, no snow. It's just rain right now. So Toronto is still the, quite warm. It's Manchester like of Canada. Pretty much, yeah. It's rain. Yeah. Rain. Linda? Rain, rain, and more rain. How are you? Oh, I am good. Thank you, Paul. How are you? Hungover. Hungover. I'm actually not. I'm actually surprisingly okay. I was able to uh, get up and uh, go on my. Um, There's a run club I've joined with the emergency department at work. Uh, so I did, did the run today. Got up and rallied for that. So. Your girl's not doing too bad. Yeah. If you're wondering why Melinda sounds more Canadian than usual, is she's got a new microphone. So that's what it is. Courtesy of Paul Brown. So thank you very much, Paul. Yeah. It was my Christmas present. So that's that's lovely. But they keep making fun of me because I keep leaning in to speak. Um, like it's, John like a whole, it's a whole like maneuver I have. <laughs> so every single time they ask a question, I'm like, Yes, I'd love to comment on that. Thank you. I feel like a proper like little reporter. Like I love this. This is boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we come to you today after another fantastic away win. Wait. It was Burnley nil, Everton two. Jacob Arda's run of the mill as it gets. That wasn't it, mate. That was a routine Everton win. That. Yeah, that I think that was the most routine Everton win I can remember watching in God knows how long. I just forgot what it feels like to have just a routine win where you never think that you're not going to win. And that's what I thought yesterday was. Just thought from start to finish, we dictated the we dictated the game. We just let did what we had to do to win, and the boys pulled it out of the bag. Got another yeah. good solid away performance. Yeah, I was watching that game yesterday in our house because I couldn't get a ticket for the game. Which you know, if anyone wants to get me a ticket for away matches, then just get in touch with me at Paul Brown EFC on Twitter. But um. <laughs> I was sat in my chair and I don't think I moved. My back is actually hurting today because I was thinking, if I move, we won't win. So <laughs> my, bla- my bladder was bursting and I didn't move. So I'm all like stiff today because I haven't moved in my chair. But I don't know what it is. I'm just absolutely, even for as routine as it was, and you look back on it now and you think that was easy. I just, I'm terrified watching Everton. I, I keep waiting for us to wake up and thinking, when is this real Everton going to show up? But they're not at the moment. And Belinda, it's 10 wins from the last 14 games. And that's four wins on the bounce, no goals conceded. That's the first time we've kept four clean sheets in a row since David Moyes was the manager in 2002. Can you explain what you're feeling right now? Oh, my God. Sorry, I have to do the lean-in. Oh, my God. Honestly, I was out watching the match yesterday and it was the same thing as you Paul I thought okay all right <laughs> if I, I can't go off for a week I have to wait until at least it's half time because it's all gonna just fall to shit if I leave yeah. right now um but I just 
I, I don't even know what to do with myself. It, it doesn't feel real. Like it doesn't feel real. Like you just said, you're going to wake up and we're back into, you know, scrapping for points in the relegation battle. But um, no, yeah. it's, it's, it's really fantastic to see. And it's, and it's so funny because I put a tweet out this morning and I just, it, it's nice because it, things are finally going our way. Like we're finally just happy and, and, you know, getting the results that we really deserve. Like, I was a bit nervous yesterday, of course, because we do have um, quite a few of our key players this this season who have been doing absolutely amazing for us. You know, Jared Branthwaite, um, Mikalenko as well was out, um, Adrissa Ghanagay as well was out. So I, I was a bit worried um, because there were a few new lads coming into the squad and I thought, oh God, okay, what's going to happen here? I was feeling a bit uneasy, but yeah, no, it, it was a fantastic performance. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just like buzzing. There's no words. <laughs> Sorry, Jake's cat just walked across the screen. Hi, Dunk. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll stick with that. I know you've just mentioned it when when the um, the team sheet was announced, when the lineup was announced. Sorry, you know, we're on the group chat and we're all trying to figure out who's going to play where and everything else. Did did mm. you expect them to go with a with a back three or back five, whatever way you look at it? With Patterson as a right wing back and McNeil as a left wing back. I mean, got to give loads of credit to Sean Dyche there. I mean, he could have easily put. Ben Godfrey left back, and you know he hasn't played for weeks and weeks and weeks now. And he could have put Michael Keane in a centre back pairing with Tarkovsky, but he's put the three of them together, and they're actually comfortable playing centre half. So you've got to give Deitch a lot of credit for putting the players in the natural position, haven't you? Yeah, no, absolutely. I really think he's um he's really coming to fruition with this squad. I I think one hundred percent. Um, he obviously you know he works with these lads day in and day out and he's he just yeah I just think he hit the nail on the head yesterday he's really starting to get these decisions correct um you know when we, we are going into matches but um yeah I, I when I first saw it I thought oh okay all right but as you know when the match started and, and I, as the game played on I thought no nah, he, he's nailed this like it 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 just it just made sense yeah you can lean back now you're all right donate you know all right sound into your microphone okay okay <laughs> but Jake what did you, what were your feelings when um when you see in the lineup, mate, because you know Mikalenko not playing was a was a massive blow. He's been in really good form, and you know when you see Dwight McNeil lining up at okay, he's left wing back, but you're looking at him, you're thinking he's playing left back today. Were you a bit worried when you see in the lineup? I mean, I think we were all we were all a bit worried, weren't we? Because we are we have been so reliant on that that solid centre back pairing of Brantwaite uh, and Tarkovsky. And then Michalenko was obviously having the season of his life at left-back, so I think we were all a little bit worried. Especially, obviously, we all know Michael Keane's had his problems. We've, we're more often than not his biggest detractors here. Um, but credit where credit's due, I thought the entire back three, five, whatever you want to call it, played brilliantly yesterday. Every threat, I thought Burnley put forward, they just nullified. I think they just... They, they were given given the tasks and they were told don't do anything else unless you really have to just stick to your tasks and we'll go from there and just play your game and I think that was the that was one of the best games Ben Govery's played for Everton in as long as I can remember and I think Michael Keane also it was probably one of his one of if not and I don't want to say the best but it was one of the best games he's played in his entire Everton career and it was he looked more like the Michael Keane that we thought we were signing all those years ago. Yeah, he looked like COVID Michael Keane. When yeah, he, remember he, he had he had that great 
bit of form under Ancelotti when there was we were saying all the time when there was no fans in the stadium, he seemed a lot more relaxed and he, he seemed back to himself yesterday. He seemed relaxed and he to be in the Everton team. But I might as well stick with the Keane and Godfrey team then, Melinda, because these last week that was basically much the main topic of debate amongst Evertonians was those two coming in and we thought they'd struggle, but the pair of them actually stood up and like Jake said, had a really good game. I mean, Keane scores the winning goal. I mean, you never doubt him in front of goal, do you? I mean, I know you've been calling for him to play up front. I honestly don't think it's a bad shout, to be honest with you. I think he's got an eye for goal. His twin brother's actually the striker. So, they must, obviously, they've been playing in the back garden when they were kids and they've been scoring loads of goals together. And Ben Godfrey makes this unbelievable clearance, which is a certain goal. Now, if that goes in, then we're looking at backs to the wall all the way through the second half. And, you know, you get your threes and Evertonian, and then you're thinking... What's going on here? But if you just want to mention those two, if you just want to talk about those two, sorry, they they were both great, weren't they? I mean, hats off to them. Like, they've come in for a lot of criticism, but fair play to both of them, like. Yeah, no criticism from me at all. I'm Michael Keane's biggest fan, actually, so I've never had a bad word to say about the lad. Just think he's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but no, in all seriousness, I have given that lad some, some shit. And you know what? Hold my hands up. Maybe he needed a little bit of a break. Who knows? Like maybe he just needed some time away and whatever he's been doing, keep keep it up, my guy. We've always said this on on the podcast as well. We 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 don't want to hate players. We don't want to hate managers. Like we we don't. We we want the best for this football club. But when you're seeing negative performance again and again and again, you, you, you can't not say something, can you? But he's turned it around. He he proved himself yesterday. And honestly, I've watched Keane's goal back now a few times. He's so calm by goal. He's just so calm. He's so composed. Literally, you know, has a go, doesn't go in. Oh, he's like, oh, no problem. Sound, taps it back in again. He's just, he just, he it's just so natural to him. So yeah, I've literally been saying now for God knows how long, get him up front because I think he's actually a striker, man. Like not, not, not even, not even going to lie. Um, and Godfrey as well. God, that's safe. Oh my days. That was, that was incredible. Cause you're right, Paul, the same thing went through my head yesterday when I was watching the match. I thought if, if that went in, it would totally change the tone of, of the match. Um, so yeah, f- fantastic performance from, from both of them. And it is just comforting as well to know that if they were to come in, um, you know, as they've had to now, cause you know, we were down a couple of players from yellow cards and, you know, Michalenko was out with an injury, but um, I do f- now feel, okay, we've seen some, We've seen a good performance from from these lads, and I know it's just one performance, and we have to, you know, see, see more from them. But no, I, I, they both sort of got this. You know, it, it must have given them a bit of a newfound confidence to, to, you know, see see themselves perform like that, and you know, and to get our fourth consecutive win, like it's just amazing. And Jordan Pickford, clean sheet, like it, it another clean sheet for him. So it must have given them all such a such a boost a, a, as a team um it's a big ask for them to come in as well because we have been so solid and so strong with with Branthwaite um and Idris Gunnagay there and um I know Onana came in for him and of course his goal was spectacular as well but no it's, it's a big ask you know this team has been very very solid for you know many games now so to switch that up make a lot of changes it's a big ask of of Godfrey and Keane I think but they they, they did well well done yeah, Jordan Pickford, you just mentioned him there, he now has the most clean sheets in the Premier League with six. And that's, you know, not only just testament to him, it's a testament to the team defending as a whole. We seem to have uh, pretty much got that boxed off 
definitely really sorry though if this was any other team it would be like it would be like breaking news because it's pickford and it's everton it's i feel like it's just not appreciated enough <laughs> but like that's massive it's yeah, massive for him pickford's yeah, yeah. <laughs> breaking news <laughs> Pick, pickford's still apparently not good enough for england Oh no, God! Here not, international, not international level, apparently. According to Roy Keane, he's not international yeah. level. Oh, I'm really I mean, sorry, but that was a bad show from him. My God! Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> never put a foot wrong for England either. <laughs> no, but Jake Mullins has just touched on something there. You know, it's important that the players who are on the fringe of Everton squad come in and do well because you know we are what a small squad, aren't we? And definitely short of quality. I think it's fair to say that. So. We're going to have injuries, we're going to have suspension, which we did have with Brantwood suspended, Dana Gay, Mikhailenko, Coleman, Ashley Young. So it's important that these players come in and feel a part of the squad and actually contribute. So, yeah, if you just want to comment on that, it's important that these players come in and do well, isn't it? Because we're going to need them as the season goes on. Yeah, I think obviously that's that's obviously why you build a squad in there, is you want obviously cover for positions when things like this do happen, when you do have injuries suspensions because obviously they can happen at any time and you, you never can never really account for them they just they are gonna happen whether you like it or not that's just that's just football so obviously you need to try and build the best squad you can and as you said we, we're not very well blessed in terms of quality once you get past our starting 11 but for these players to step up it's obviously it's good for the team. It creates competition and obviously it makes the players want to play better because they know, like Brantwaite will know now, oh, well, if I <clears throat> don't keep up the quality, then Godfrey's there to come and take me place or Michael Keane's there to come and take me place. But it, it, it's also, I think it once it also takes the pressure off them a little bit to be like, well, if I can't play, at least I know that I don't have to play through an injury or make things worse or, you know, whatever, because these players are capable of coming in and stepping up and, and taking my place and just doing just as good a job as me. Uh, and then obviously that that pass, that goes through the whole squad. Then it's like, if you, if Pickford's got confidence of the, the players in front of him, then he's going to have a good game. If the defence have got confidence in the midfield in front of them, they're going to have a good game. And the midfield can obviously rely on Decore and Calvert-Lewin up top. And then they all, they're also going to have a, a little bit better, going to have a good game. And winning's, winning's contagious, isn't it? Like it, it goes through the whole squad, comfort, the confidence. So obviously it's good for us if we've got more confident players than just the 11 we put out week, week in, week out. Yeah. I mean, if Ben Godfrey and Michael King come in and perform like that, then happy days. So I can't wait to see what Andre Gomez and Deli Ali can do when they come back. I mean, definitely will be winning the league if them two can come in and uh, perform really well. But uh, just want to move into the midfield. And um, I know I was speaking to Jamie after the match yesterday. He was buzzing. He, he he picked out James Garner as his man of the match. He said he plays about five different positions in every single game. And I just think him him and Onana at the moment are just... He seems to be on the same page. And, he, he, you know, even Garner Gay with James Garner, they, they seem to be... You know, they know how each other work. you get what I mean? But I just thought... Onana and James Garner yesterday were, were fantastic. You see James Garner popping up all over the pitch. He's sitting in front of the defence. Then he's out on the right wing. Then he's out on the left wing. Then he's at a number 10. The lad's just tireless, isn't he, Melinda? He's just um, 
getting better and better each game, isn't he? And Onana as well, to just give a special mention for him. I'll I'll put the both of them in together. I thought he was super. Onana does the ugly stuff really well. He gets stuck in. He's puts himself about. Brilliant goal. That he's a, to be effective in both boxes is what we want to see now. We've seen it yesterday because he has everything out offensively and he can win everything if we put it on. It's that he's big enough, isn't he? Six foot five. So yeah, just them two brilliant, Mandy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. J- James Garner, man, like that lad just doesn't stop. Like he's just, he's everywhere. Um, and and you said it perfectly. He's just improving e- each game. He's he's fantastic. Um, he's going to be well. He already is, you know, a great player, but he's going to be a phenomenal player. I think. Um, yeah, he's just always right where he needs to be. Um, I feel like you know he 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 reads the game very well for you know still being such like quite a young player still. Um. But no, he's uh he offers his team so much, and uh, yeah, he, he another brilliant performance from him, and yeah, Amadou Anana, oh my gosh, like he really showed his potential yesterday. Um, like you said, he does a lot of things. I think behind the scenes, and we've had this conversation before, Paul, and, and a lot of people I don't think in the early days appreciated him and didn't realize how much you know of an effect he actually does have. Um. But like, gosh, like we're very lucky to have such tall lads in our squad. You know, I think we have the, the, tallest, like the, yeah. the, the tallest, right? Like the average height of, of players and Everton's the tallest. So yeah, I definitely think when it comes to things like, you know, corner, corners, set pieces, things like that, we really need to continue to, to use that to our advantage. Um, fantastic header from, from him last night. Yeah. Both of them definitely, uh, big thumbs up for me. Two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I I mentioned it didn't I when when Onana's people were saying oh he's just a cheerleader and mm. you know he's playing to the crowd. I think that annoys you when you're not winning, but when yeah. you are winning, yeah. it's like what well, you want to see more of it. So you know it's like Jurgen Klopp to the cop when they get when they've just threw one one it looks embarrassing, but when they just won one nil in a big game it's like the fans lap it up, don't they? Do you get what I mean? I think it's one of them. It depends on your mood at the time is what I'm trying to say, but yeah. Uh, you just touched on it there as well. Set pieces, Jake. Uh, I think Everton has scored the most from corners in the Premier League this season. I mean, James Tarkovsky on every set piece, the ball's just like a magnet to his head. He wins absolutely everything. Now, he's tall, but I wouldn't say he was that tall where he should be winning absolutely everything in the air, but he does and pick, picks him out every time. McNeil picks him out. Garner, it's just uh, we're very effective, aren't we? I mean, People will say it's anti-football. I don't, to me, it's proper football. You, 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 you set pieces are vital to scoring goals on Everton and making the most of it at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but I remember growing up, Everton were a set-piece team. Everton were always a set-piece team. We yeah. always... Cliff's a big dunk, yeah. Yeah. Leighton Baines, Leighton Baines crossing the ball in, Pienaar crossing the ball in from uh, for, for like Lukaku and things like that. That's just, that was Everton to me. And it's it's nice to see us kind of going back to that. But yeah, Tark, what Tarkovsky, he was going to stand up to him. He's just too big. He just bullies everyone off the ball, doesn't he? It's not even necessarily that he's that big that he wins everything. It's just if anyone tries to challenge him, he just knocks them knocks them off because he's just solid. He's big and he's got and he's got a he's got a good head on him. Like he he knows he he does he's always calm under pressure. That I find. I mean, look, just look at that tackle against Newcastle. Uh, I wouldn't. There's not many other players in the team I'd trust to make that tackle. But when you've got him up top and you can rely on him for set pieces, it it opens up so many avenues. 
because he is so good in the air, whether he's putting it on on goal or he's knocking it down or he's just knocking it into a scramble and just releasing the ball for other players. It's just, I don't think it's anti-football at all. I mean, I think it's it's playing to your strengths, if anything. And our strength is, as Melinda said, we are the tallest team in the league. So why not try and just score goals from set pieces? doesn't matter whether it's a 40-yard worldie or a, an header from a corner. It still counts the same, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, Melinda, you know, we, we spoke, this is probably over a year ago now, when Everton had a corner against them, we used to shit ourselves and say, oh my God, here we go again. But now I'm starting to get the same feeling whenever we win a corner, you're like, here we go, we could score here. Are you getting that same impression? Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. I remember, Paul, we'd be, you know, if we were playing away and um, we were in the pub watching the match or something and, you know, they were taking a corner. I'm like, say, here we go. Just turn around. Don't even watch, you know? Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's mental how the whole mentality now has just shifted because for me, I'm like, all right, yeah, here we go. We're going to have a go here. You know, we're we're probably going to score here. And I I, I did say that right before I'm not a scored actually. Um, So it is just, it's, it's funny how that, changes in inside of you after you know you you watch this team per- perform and just the confidence that they have starts giving us you know as the fans co- confidence as well so you know it, it, as much as I don't want to like get too excited and run off with it but god it does it really feels good it feels good to be an Evertonian right now <laughs> and and yeah. have that confidence in in the team as well and you know no no longer be doing a 180 you know what when we do uh when, when we have a corner kick but now being looking forward to it and being excited for it. So, yeah, it's funny how it changes. Yeah. Just want to stick with you for a minute, just on James Tarkovsky. It's, I think he actually said, I think Jamie Redknapp said to him yesterday, he's probably in the form of his career. Hmm. I think Tarkovsky agreed to him, so saying he's getting to, you know, not as old as I am, but he's in his 30s anyway. I think he's just 30. So, but, you know, we mentioned a lot of players on this podcast, and I think we do mention Tarkovsky, don't get me wrong, but he's sort of just... You just expect it from him, don't you? He's just he's brilliant for yeah. them in both boxes as well. I mean, he's he's a proper leader at the back, and as I just mentioned before, he's he's a massive threat for us going forward as well, isn't he? I mean, what a player! Yeah, d- definitely. Um, and Jake had said something just now as well. You know, um, with that tackle against Newcastle, and you know, there's a lot of players I would not trust to do that, but James Tarkovsky is definitely one of them. And I just think he offers, you're right, Paul, like he's, you know, he, he's a great player. He's solid for us. And it's almost that expectation now that we do, you know, expect from him every week. Um, he played every single minute last, last season for us. Um, yeah. He's just such a constant for, for us. And he just, he really is in that he's in such a sweet spot in his career. You know, he's got the experience, he's got the years behind him. He's got so much experience, like, you know, mentally and physically when he's on the pitch. But I just think that it's just, it's perfect timing for for him right now at Everton. He's exactly what we need. And um, yeah, I, I, th- I think he loves being here with us as well. Um, but yeah, no, he's definitely, oh God, when he, not even going to say it. <laughs> not even going to say it. Uh, he's never leaving us. Thank you very much. But uh, yeah, he's uh, just, yeah. yeah, James Tarkovsky. He's, him and Branthwaite for me. Him, Branthwaite, Coleman. Oh my God, Patterson. Well, do you think, do you think we're, just, we're lucky, we're Brand, lucky yeah. to have them all? Do you think, sorry, do you think Brantwick coming through has sort of stoked the fire inside James Tarkovsky? Yeah, I think so. Because you can see um, this lad who's going to go to the very top. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think Branthwaite as well is, is lucky to have someone like 
Tarkovsky beside him as well. We, we've said that before on this podcast. Um, I just think they both complement each other very, very well. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting to know the potential because you know that there's so much potential there, and we're already flying. And I just, I just think we're going to continue to thrive. Yeah. What if we actually don't know the meaning of illusion? Is anyone? I was just going to say that. I mean, you were on Google last night, and what tell, tell them what you typed into Google. I did have to Google what is the meaning of losing because I actually don't know. Don't yeah. know it. Sorry. Sorry. Can't, yeah. don't, don't know That's her. It. No clue what that is. <laughs> yeah. So obviously another great win for Everton. Just uh, going to get your man of the match out and I'll come to you first, Jake. Uh, who was your man of the match? I think it's hard to look past Michael Keane, to be perfectly honest. As we've all said, we've given him a... <laughs> we've given him so much shit over the, over the, the past couple of years because... We all know what he's capable of, shall we say. Obviously, don't want to talk bad about him right now, but I thought yesterday was fantastic. I thought Nottingham was getting over, Nottingham was going over his head. I thought that his goal, his goal, he had to strike his finish for the goal. I think he he uh, he never looked panicked, which I think he has been seen to be in the past. I mean, I don't know whether that's. The position he was in, or Dyches had a word in his ear, or whether it was just because he was back at Burnley and he felt comfortable there. But I just thought yesterday he was he was just a mountain of a man yesterday, and I think all credit to him. That's all we want from you, mate. Is just we want more like that. As Melinda said, we we never really want to. We don't want to hate on players. We don't want to hate on managers, and we're quite happy to be proven wrong. And obviously, we say things in the heat of the moment when we've all said a lot about Michael Keane. But when he plays like that, it's all good. It's good for Everton. It's good for him. It's good for my heart rate. It's good for my anxiety. So long may it continue. Yeah, yeah. Long may it continue, mate. I agree with you, Melinda. I take it from the daggers that you've just been giving Jake that you were going <laughs> to pick Michael Keane as your uh, man of the match. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's Keane all the way. Uh, he he deserves that one hundred. I mean, there's there's so many players there that deserve man of the match. Um, but I do think Michael Keane deserves a special recognition. Um, you know what? Like again, I I I said it before, but we really don't want to hate players. Like we want players to do what we want players to succeed. And I just hope that this is like a bit of a turning point for Michael Keane. You know, I hope he, he's had this chance now and he's performed really well. Um, he's, got, he's got a goal. And I just hope that gives him a bit of, you know, confidence because I'm sure he knows that he's probably not been the most loved the last little while. And that's not easy for anyone. Like, you know, I to to receive a lot of criticism. And it, it, it's difficult, but it's frustrating when we were just getting kicked over and over again, you know, I just felt like we were already down so low and just seeing performances over and over again. And you're thinking, God, what is going on here? But no, it, I really hope it is a turning point for him. Um, and I absolutely, yeah, he deserves man of the match for me. What, yeah. what about you, Paul? Yeah, listen, but Michael Keane, he was making a lot of mistakes and it needs calling out. As long as it doesn't go personal, I've said that all the time. I mean, yeah. some people go, go too far with, with criticism, but... It's not a new thing in football, having a go footballers. I mm. mean, that's just the way it is. That's part of being a football fan. And he was making a lot of mistakes and yeah. Everton weren't doing well. So it's going to get called up. But I would have said Keane, man of the match. But I'll give it to both of them, Keane and Godfrey, just because yeah. a lot of the scrutiny they were coming under and, you know, they've had to step in to 
people say it's only barely. It was a big game for every every game's big at the moment because of this points deduction. So I would give it to Michael Keaton and Ben Godfrey. Yeah, me good shout, good shout. But um, Everton are now third in the table uh, in the over the last ten games. Sorry, in the form table, they've won seven, drawn two, lost one. I mean, somebody wakes up. What's going on here? Ten games, seven wins. I mean, I think it's only. I think Arsenal just won today. I think them yeah. and Villa. I think Villa are getting beat. Villa won today as well. No, they won today. They win. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, they get beat back. when they when logged on. Yeah, but so it's only them two are better than they. They're going for the title, aren't they? I mean, hats yeah. off to hats off to Everton here. Like, I mean, we'd only be one point behind seventh if it wasn't for the points deduction. So we would have an actual real chance. Of European football, you could have dusted our passports off there and went Aww. to some mad little place in Slovakia or something and had about Aww. 50 pence a pint. But this is maybe the year soul. after, yeah. But Sean Dyche deserves a lot of credit, doesn't he, Melinda? I mean, it's no secret early on in the season after we'd lost our four opening home games and I think we'd been battered by Aston Villa away that. Yeah, we wanted them sacked. I still stand by. I'll, if I was to go back and have an argument with the poll from then, then I just I think I'd walk away from myself thinking, yeah, he was right, and he'd say I was right. It's just I think at the time we were right, and I don't think it's fair for people to keep coming for us, not just us, but other Evertonians for an opinion you had a few months ago. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, and it's almost just like get off your high horse. Like, there's no way watching that at the beginning of the season that thought did not cross your mind like is is he right for this squad there's no way like I'm, I'm, there's no way so people can act like they're high and mighty because they always backed him but i'm sorry like <laughs> it, to me that's just a bit anyway but uh no I, I, he he deserves a lot a lot of credit i mean of course i'm glad we held on to him but um it just oh God, my, uh, still, I still, I still, I still can't believe it. Honestly, I still can't believe it. Um, but it, you know, it, we all have opinions and that's, that's the beautiful world of football is everyone has different opinions. Um, but it's just, yeah, it, it, it is a, it's difficult, isn't it? Because as much as we were on a bad run, now we're on a good run. It's probably just the Evertonian in me, but I still almost feel like, are we just going to like, <laughs> are we just going to lack Yeah, you're, wait, you're, waiting for, you're waiting for someone to pull the carpet away from you, aren't you? It's, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I'm the positive one, but it's it's difficult. We're so, we're so scarred because, and that's why I honestly do believe that it, it really isn't like me to go like Deitch out, you know, like I, I think I am the positive one on this podcast. But at that point, when we were just getting beat at home the home form was crap you know we were just not picking up any points and for me I probably would have yeah it was miserable but if we hadn't been through it we've been through the last especially the last couple of years I probably would have been like oh you know what let's just give them some time like let's just stick with it it's not it's not a great start but we'll come out of it but I think just because we're all just exhausted from crap after crap after crap that we all just hit a point when we're like no we're done like get them out and get someone in who can get the job done you know but I just think we all, at that time, I think we had a bit of a short fuse. And I, I don't think you can blame anyone for having a short fuse at that time, considering what we had gone through. Um, but God, just thank God we're out of it. Um, and just, yeah, we, we really just need to keep going. We need to we need to keep this run going. Yeah, it's just football opinions. I mean, opinions change. I mean, somebody, a couple of people came for me last night on Twitter 
over a tweet I put out on the 26th of November, and that was the day Manchester United beat us 3-0. And I said, Dwight McNeil, can we talk about Dwight McNeil? He's not playing well at the moment. And since then, he's been absolutely brilliant. But I don't know why people feel the need to come for me and say, ah, I told you. I mean, it's just an opinion <laughs> that I put out on Twitter. I mean, get a grip of yourself. It's just like, I've had worse opinions than that. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> doesn't mean I don't want him to do well. I just, I watched that game and I don't think, I don't think he had a good game. And up until the Forest game, I don't think he was having a good season. So, again, I'm happy to uh, be proved wrong. That's all I want as an Evertonian. But, Jay, Sean Dyche, I mean, I think if, if in the press he's seen as this long ball, pragmatic manager who can only play one way with a big man up front and you get the ball down the wing and you cross it in and you blast it up top as soon as possible. But he's shown us adaptability as a manager now, isn't he? He can play different formations. I mean, he's gone with a three at the back, SD5, if you want to call it. He can do a four four two four four one one and think I'm shit at math, so don't take that uh, as gospel what I'm saying <laughs> there. But he is he's shown us adaptability as a manager and he needs a lot of credit, doesn't he? Yeah, I think we all said that at the start of the season as you as you were just saying, well, was he the right man for Everton? And I mean I'm glad I personally am glad he's proved us wrong. I mean yeah. I'm glad he yeah. stood up and he's he's taken our words and shoved them back down our throats. That's that's all we ever wanted from him was the best for Everton Football Club. And I think now he is getting the best out of this squad of players. I think he was probably dealt a bit of a shitty hand at the start of the season. But he never never wavered from his beliefs that he could get us to where we want to be. And I think he is getting us to where we want to be. Uh, as you said, we, we'd be one point off seventh, I think, at what we said without the, the points deduction. And that's all down to him. That's all he's adapting the team to the opponent, which I think he's the first manager, maybe since Ancelotti, that we've had in, who's been able to do that. He's looked at the opponents going, okay, we've got to play this way against these. We can play this way against these. And he's not just sticking to one style of football by hook or by crook. Like, He's not trying to shoehorn players into positions they don't really work, and he's not trying to give players jobs that they're, they're not capable of doing, which I think previous regimes might have been guilty of, especially, like, especially the we're playing one style of football. If we don't play it this way, that's it, then it's not my fault. We can't play Martinez. it like that. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, credit. All credit goes to Sean Dyche. He, uh, I think if anyone can look at Everton Football Club now and say that Sean Dyche is just a long ball manager, I think they need they need their eyes testing. Yes, you don't make an appointment at Spec, spec Savers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But he actually show, he's shown that he's got different strings. There was more strings to his ball, though, isn't he, Melinda? I mean, I always add him down as a Sam Allardyce type Wimbledon hmm. type footballer, you know. But he, he actually, you know, that. That third goal against Newcastle showed uh, if if you want to play football, we'll play. But if you want to fight, we'll fight. And that's that's what yeah. you want. You want adaptability in your manager, don't you? Yeah, like it's it, it's interesting. I remember when when you know we first got Deitch, and a lot of players were saying, sorry, a lot of players, a lot of people were saying, you know, he'll get results out of these players, and we'll grind out results, and he'll get us out of relegation. 
but like a long-term plan. Don't know if he's exactly the right man for the long-term, you know, growth of, of this squad in Everton. And I don't know. I think he might be, you know, like he's proving to us now, like you just said, he's got many more tools in his toolbox than we realized. And I think he's learning a lot as well with, with this squad and these players. So um, yeah, I'm just, it's just, it's a really great time to watch this team grow and watch them grow with Daich and watch the play, you know, it, it's just, yeah, it's working. It's really working. And um, it's, it's great to see. It really is great to see. Yeah. Just one last, I meant to, I meant to speak about him before. I know and we speak about him a lot because we are big, massive fans, you know, being the president myself of his fan club and that, but I've had conversations. Paul Solutional. With... Paul Solutional. He <laughs> yes. um, didn't take his, um, he didn't take his meds this morning. So yeah. <laughs> we'll take you back to the home soon, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I've... laughs> Okay, I've had conversations with a couple of mates today saying Beto, ne- Beto needs to start. Now, I, I'm over Calvert-Lewin. I think he's playing really well. I just think he needs mm-hmm. a goal. But yeah. I, I think his overall yeah. game, I mean, while winning games, people say, well, he's not scoring goals, but he adds so much to the team and he's just a massive focal point for the way Everton want to play. I just just thought I'd touch on him anyway. I just, I just don't agree with people who are sending me them <laughs> types of messages. I think he's doing a good enough job. Don't know if you yeah. agree. as the president, I don't know whether you'd agree with that. So yeah, as the president of the Dominic Cavalier fan club, um, it's coming live at you here from the president, uh, right from the right from the president's mouth. Um, but yeah, no, I I think it's just a matter of time for Calvert Lewin and Paul. We were messaging last night, and I just said I really want him to bag a goal here, like so bad. I just wanted yeah. to, I just wanted him to score. Um, but you know what? He's not letting it get him down. I mean, you know, he must be a little bit frustrated that you know he's had some great chances now, and he's just not been able to unfortunately get the ball in the back of the net. But I I do think it will happen inevitably. He's surrounded by great support. He's got some, you know, fantastic um, lads. Like, God, Nathan Patterson puts in some great crosses. So does Jack Harrison, you know. So he's got great service, I think. Um, it's just not happening for him yet, and I don't know why. Um, but, no, we are a very different team um, when Calvert-Lewin starts versus, like, Beto, you know. And, and, and I think, you know, they're, they both offer – great things but different things um Calvert-Lewin would still be my my go-to you know he's the one I would want to start um he to me he really does have quite a he's got such a presence he's very composed he's strong on the pitch um he's determined he really really does want a goal and like I said it's just not happening for him right now I, I just don't know why it's not clicking um but it'll happen for him it'll happen soon yeah, just a matter definitely. of time Jake have you got any issues with Calvert-Lewin I mean one thing I will say, I do think Beto is looking better. And I'm, I'm not hey. saying He is actually starting <laughs> to look a little bit better when he comes on. I think the commentators just highlighted that yesterday. Starting to look mm. a bit sharper. Starting to look a bit like that goal has settled him down a little bit. I think he was frantic trying to score that first goal. But do you have any issues with Calvert-Lewin at the moment? No, not at all. I think I think it's been proven in the past that we uh, we do struggle without Calvert-Lewin. I think... Yeah, as, as you said, he is such a focal point for this team, and he he was never really the most prolific of goal scorers. Anyway, he never has been. No. Obviously, he had that he had that purple patch under Ancelotti, but that was just that's one season. I think if he if he's a fifteen goal a season striker, then that's all that's that's good by me. As long as he's, we're getting obviously contributions from other players, I think. Yeah, I think the goal is coming. I think it just he he needs and he, he needs a bit of luck. I think he's just mm. the ball's not falling to him necessarily in the right 
places for him to score. Obviously, he had that. He's chance unlucky against... a bit. Was it? Was it? I can't the new against. Yeah. The uh the the miss against Newcastle when I think you said it on one of the the earlier pods, Paul, that he it looked like he snatched that a little bit because he was trying too hard. I think he just he and we need to relax. The goals will come as long as he's doing yeah. the jobs he's doing now and he's giving giving players like he he pulls defenders away and gives Decore space, or yeah, he'll like shooting. he'll go out on the wing and take take a winger with him, and then there's someone else running in to the box to take his place, and that's what that's. What you want from me personally? That's that's an Everton striker to me. That's why yeah. that's why we all loved strikers in the past because they they work hard. They might not necessarily be the most prolific, but they work hard, and that I've got no problem with that as long as he is working hard. Yeah, yeah. Just to touch on something that you know Jake has said there, like I, to me, the reason why I have no problem with Calvert Lewin, and you know I I want him to continue to start is because. For me, he's putting the team first. He puts the team first. He puts the club first. And you know, as long as the club's getting, you know, the, the squad's getting results, as long as we're representing, you know, the club really well, we're getting wins. I don't think he's asked. You know, like I think, of course, he's a striker and he and he wants to get results and he wants to get goals behind his name. But um, I think right now his priority is getting this team ahead and getting us, you know, climbing that table and getting results and getting wins. So. I just get that from him, like seeing the reactions yesterday when Onana scored and when Michael Keane scored, especially, he was just absolutely buzzing. And that to me says like that he's, he's a, in that way, he's, he's a bit of a captain, you know, to me in a way, like he, he does lead this squad and um, rightfully so, so, so he should, he, he offers so much support, I think, not just on the pitch, but you know, as a support for these lads as well, you know, it's, he, he, he's been through a lot himself and he's come out you know, to say about his mental health. And it just, it, I feel like he's in such a good place now um, when he's playing, you know, football wise and personal life wise, I think he's in a really good place and it just, it, it shows on the pitch. I just, yeah, I agree with Jake. I think he's been massively unlucky, just massively unlucky with goals. Yeah. I think it's one of them with Calvert-Lewin. He's always a couple of games away from our fan base, completely losing the shit over him. And he just seems to be one of them players. He, he can't afford to have a couple of bad games. I don't know why. It's just... It's just it's just an odd one for me. Like I'm not digging our fans out here, so I'm gonna come on to the fans now. Uh <laughs> them, them away ends are absolutely mental, aren't they? Um Melinda, it's just uh you know, they've made a new song up today. I mean it's great to see them you were told not to bring them corrupt cards in and they're still bringing them in. It's just we deserve this, don't we? We've been through a lot. I mean, all right, we're not flying high in the league, but we're doing well, aren't we? And we do deserve this little bit of it's a, it's a break, isn't it? It's just a break from the norm of being shy, basically. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but you, you will never have a fan base like Evertonians. We are yeah. absolutely bloody boss. Um, that song today about the um, the point seduction is just, if you if you haven't heard it yet, it's all over Twitter. You have to go and listen to it. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Um, and yeah, it's the most Everton thing ever to, you know, still sneak those corrupt cards in and God, we will find a way. Literally. I was, I was cracking up all, uh, all, all day. Cause everyone just kept saying, we're going to do it anyway. Like, you know, that meme. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so true yeah. because we're going to do it anyway. Like we are just, we are just like a bunch of, misfits and like i just love us i just think we are we are the best fans in the whole wide world um not being biased at all it's just facts are facts so deal with it we literally are we're just we're we're hilarious um i love the fans i love this club 
love the team. Love that we're winning. Um, yeah, it's just got it. Just uh, no words. There's no words. But that song is boss. Though. It's actually yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I just laugh at how, how pissed the lads are when they're actually singing it though. The slayer and they're yeah. singing the words. That's a heavy day. That's a heavy session on the air. Like, like well, oh, yeah. Jake, we seem we seem to perform better as as a fan base, don't we? When somebody tells us that we cannot do something, or somebody puts us down, and then we seem to go right. Let's let's cut all the petty squabbling out. Let's all come together and we'll show the world who Everton Football Club are. And it is Everton versus the world, and Everton are winning at the moment. So just yeah. got to keep it up, haven't we? But that, that, especially the away fans. I mean, they're absolutely amazing, aren't they? I think our away fans, our away fans are second to none. Everyone goes on about uh, Newcastle or like Villa fans or whatever, but just no one, no one travels like us. No one's dealt with as much shit with us and still sells out every game, home and away. And I just think it's it's a bit like that. It's like you're we're allowed to talk shit about Everton because we're Everton fans. But the minute anyone else tries to say something about it, no, you're not allowed to say that. We're gonna prove you wrong. Yeah. And I think <laughs> <laughs> I think it's sort of. It, as you said, it is Everton versus the world, and Everton are, Everton are landing those punches right now. And it, well, let's let's keep at it. It's it's nice to have the fan base united for the change rather than than fractured. And I think, as I said before, winning's contagious, and I think that's going not through just the squad, but it's also going through the fans. And I think they are they are having the time of their lives. It's been a, a long long time since we've been able to celebrate like this, and. Let's just keep it going and keep the good feeling around not only Goodison Park, but all of the uh, the away grounds that we go to and are currently dominating. Yeah. I mean, they like rocking all shit, them away tickets. I mean, if any, as I said earlier on, if anyone wants to uh, sort us out, then please do. But, I mean, it, it goes to prove we're playing Crystal Palace in the Cup on a Thursday night. I mean, it's the fucking arse end of nowhere, Crystal Palace, and it's sold out in hours on a Thursday Incredible. night. And it's on the... And it's on the telly as well. It's just like, it's just this brotherhood and sisterhood that we've got going on, especially away from home, is amazing. So, I've just said it a few times. I've been saying it all the time now. Long may it continue. That seems to be what we keep yeah. to be saying all the time now. So, yeah. And let's have it. Let's, yeah, let's have it, yeah. Let's have it. <laughs> yeah. Have it. Let's have it, yeah. Let's uh, move on to Fulham then on Tuesday. Big game. Massive game, in fact. Three games mm-hmm. from Wembley. Um Goodison under the lights, just won four on the bounce. We're flying. We ate the Premier League. Everything's okay. Paul Brown is smiling. Melinda's smiling. Jake's smiling. We're all smiling. Let's just go for <laughs> it, not to lose. Free it. But yeah, what's your feelings going into this game, Melinda? A little bit, little bit ner- nervy. Um, I I do fancy us though. I I I do I do think we have a really good shot winning this game. Um, it just would be, it it would just be. It would it would it would be phenomenal if 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 we did advance, wouldn't it? Like it would be amazing. I don't want to get ahead of myself. And, exactly. I don't want to get too excited and get like you know, you know. But but yeah, why not? Like we we deserve this. We we absolutely deserve this. And um, you know, I think it was Tarkovsky who had come out and as well and said, you know, it would be great to get some silverware. You know, for for for, in, for his career. And I think this is something that the lads really really are pushing for so yeah um i mean i'm cautiously optimistic but uh i'm optimistic <laughs> yeah jake um let's go into the particulars of the game then lineups i mean 
Someone we never mentioned before, I'm delighted to call went off injured, and I think it showed in the second half how much we missed him. I don't think we were terrible second half, by the way, but it, it, his presence was missed on the pitch. Yeah. And Sean Dyche is now saying that he is a doubt for Tuesday night. Luckily, we have Garner Gay coming back, who has been, but he's not he's not going to score the goals to Corey scores, easy, let's be honest. But oh. obviously, Mikhailenko is still a knock. He's still got a knock, sorry. So, what do you do? Do you bring Brantwick and Garner back in and go full strength? I think it all depends on Michalenko. It all swings on Michalenko. I think, I think Brantwaite's got to come in regardless. But then it, it's who do you play next? Who do you play Keane? Do you play Godfrey and stick with that back three, five, whatever it's called, and keep Dwight McNeil at right at left wing back? Um, and then I think obviously if I, if the core is out, I think that means someone like Jack Harrison or James Garner's got to step into the, like that number ten role. And then who do you replace them with? So it does it does create a lot of knock on effects. But I think if I was to to pick my eleven, it would be Pickford and goal, obviously. And then if he's fit, Coleman, Tarkovsky, Brantwaite, and Michalenko. I'm going based off ear base if everyone if everyone's fit besides the core. Uh, I think then you keep across the across the middle. You have Harrison, a, a midfield five. You have Harrison, McNeil, James Garner, Onana, and then Garner Gay, and then Calvert Lewin up front. Okay, four five, four five one, Melinda. Have you got any idea? Of, yeah, just you... see, just see my mind there. It was I was a bit puzzled. I need my ta- I need yeah. my tactics board. Paul's got his. <laughs> Would you would you keep it the same? Would you keep the five at the back then if Michalenko is not fit and leave Dwight McNeil where he is and possibly drop either Godfrey or Keane and bring Brantwick back in? But, so you'd bring in a Disagay in for Decore as well. It, it's odd, isn't it? Would you play Lewis Dobbin? Does he deserve a start? Hmm. It's, it's a strange well, one, isn't it? It's not a bad show. What, well, what would you do, Paul? I see you got your tactics board there, so what would you yeah, do? Yeah, I've got my tactics board up, but I haven't wrote anything down because I'm stupid. Well, go on then. So, no, it's okay. Okay. I would just um, if Mikhailenko's not fit, I'd stick with the five. Hmm. It's a it's a toss of a coin between Keane and Godfrey for me. I think Keane's probably out of the two's probably had the better game out of the two, so I'll probably leave him in. Uh, Fair, yeah. And I just put Adrissa Gay in for Decore. That'd be it. That'd be my only changes of me. I think that's and that's reasonable, and that's. That's where I'm at too. To be honest with you, I wouldn't want to mess with it too too much. Um, but I would definitely bring Ganagay back in. And but wait, would you bring Brentwaite back in? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Back in for either Godfrey or Keane. Yeah, yeah, per- yeah. Me, me too. Because I think I think yeah, like you said, we made quite a few changes, but it was all right. But I would like to see Ganagay and and Brentwaite back in there as well. I- you know, you you did say Coleman, um, Jake. Yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. I think I stick with Patterson personally. I would, yeah, I'd stick with Patterson. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough one. It's 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 Eddings, isn't it? I mean, it's nice Eddings to have, but obviously we're starting to pick up pick up a few knocks now. So yeah, yeah the the lineup will be interesting because I think Sean Dyche has earmarked winning this cup. Me personally, I mean, you go down yeah. in Everton folklore if you win a trophy. What, what, how many years now? 28 years without yeah. the trophy. 
get that monkey off our back now. That'd be absolutely. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that we're playing Newcastle in the final. By the way, I've convinced too, myself of you know. it for months. So my gut that means me that as well. That means we get a, a two-legged semi against the Shite, probably though. Poor Vale, it'll be. Oh, it'll be nice inside. that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Vale on Middlesbrough. Either one of them in the semis. Yes. Oof, happy days. Me. It definitely will be the Shite. Like, it's yeah. Just... Gonna have to do it the hard way, aren't we? Let's be honest. Just, but, just uh, the way it's gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. But just a couple of last few things that I wanted to finish up on. Everton have confirmed that the men's senior team will play competitive fixtures at Bramley Moor Stadium at the start of. 2025-26 season. The full 2024-2025 campaign will be our last at Goodison Park. So, Melinda, oh. our last ever season at Goodison Park. First of all, how do you feel about? Are you okay with it, or would you like to have moved in there as soon as possible? No, I'm I'm okay with it, especially now because you know our home games are becoming enjoyable again. Um, I am a bit like I'm back in that boat where I'm like, you know, it's very, very exciting. You know, this, this ground is like, oh my God, it's incredible. Like it's absolutely incredible. This ground, it's just the, the more content I see as it's being, you know, built and oh my God, it's just stunning. It's absolutely stunning. And it's very exciting, obviously. Um, But Goodison is home. Like Goodison Park is, is and always will be our home. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's going to be very it's going to be very, very difficult to to let Goodison go. But so it, in, in a way, it's kind of nice now that it's finalized. You know, we know what's going on and we know what to expect. Um, so we now can have, you know, one final season in, in Goodison and give it the proper send-off it deserves. Um, we're going to win the league, obviously. So yeah. love that, Goodison. Thank you very much. Um, and then go into the new stadium. Yeah, so it 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 to me, it feels right. Like, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I... I, I... Have you understood some of the criticism that the fans have been lashing at the club, saying, you know, you got an empty stadium sitting there for months? Listen, it's not going to be empty. They're going to use it for concerts. They're going to use it for the women's team, under-20 yeah. test events. I mean, the logistics are moving 32,000 season ticket holders at Christmas time to a new stadium. will just be an absolute nightmare, I think. And plus, that yeah. area, it's hard to get to. It's not yeah. out the way, but it's like... It is. Do you get what I mean? So it give them a chance to sort bus routes, trains, everything else. Um, I think our fans just like, listen, I'm I'm one of the worst, so I can't call anyone. We just love a little bit of a moan, don't we? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I, it, it was interesting to see because some of these things I didn't even think of. Really, I was like, oh, all right, no, that's that's sound. It's later than I expected, but you know, no problem because we always thought we we would kind of go midway right through the season. So, um, but no, and I was like, oh, that's interesting view or interesting approach that people were were saying but no I think it's right Paul I think it'll be just a bit chaotic a bit too just a bit too rushed and I, I don't know I just I think it just makes sense to finish the season at Goodison and then we just start the new season at Bramley Moor yeah yeah I'm just glad that means I can probably get over for one more game yeah I was gonna yeah I was gonna, I was gonna say that I mean you, you might have another couple of opportunities to get yourself home and Sample Goodison for one last time before she goes, yeah. and you know what, what a what a last day that's going to be at Goodison Park. By the way, I mean, be, and also if... for bring a new addition to Goodison Park, maybe Jay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a, hopefully, but we'll. Uh, I've got to put that past the big boss whether she'll let me bring bring it to Goodison at that young. I'm all for it, but 
Yeah. Got to see about it. Before it goes. Yeah. Got to. Absolutely. Yeah, see, it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what's your thoughts, Jake? Initially, when you seen it, you thought, why aren't we moving in there straight away? Or I know a lot of fans are going on about, oh, think about the revenue we're going to lose. But me personally, I don't really care about stuff like that, do you? No. I mean, we've got a. We should care, by the way. I know we should care. I'm, I'm not stupid enough to say that, you know. I'm not bothered if Everton lose money, of course I am, but it's just, I just, I've, I've gone on record to say it before, it's just something that I can't allow my tiny little brain to get. Yeah, it's, over, it's, to be honest with you. it's, it's bigger than, than all of us, so, but we've learned in the past, Everton, Everton have a tendency to mess these kinds of things up, so I'd rather them know for a fact that they know what they're doing, Everton's going to get transferred across and it, it's all going to run smoothly as opposed to rushing it and then spoiling the start like the start of a new era of Everton Football Club by us all having tainted memories of the first time we all went to Bramley Moor and etc cetera, etc cetera. and I just I'm I'm alright with it like give Goodison the send off it deserves just Goodison out of all of the all of the places deserves a proper send off so Hopefully, hopefully that's success, and it's like what it's a season of success. Is Goodison's last season, and then we go into Bramley Moor Dock and we start this new year of Everton Football Club afresh, and then just our fans, as you said, our fans just sometimes need something to moan about, and you can't really moan at the the players or the results right now. So this is just the latest scapegoat for moaning, and I think just enjoy it, just enjoy Goodison while while we still got it. Because yeah. it's uh, like, for all of us, yeah. For all of us, it's home. It's the only stadium we've ever been to, and we 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 might miss it when it's gone. We we are gonna miss it when it's gone. So just enjoy it while we still while it's still there. Definitely, mate. I mean, when I think of Bramley Moor, uh, opening game with Bramley Moor, I think of the sun cracking the flags, and you know, yeah, absolutely roasting that day, and we're all wearing our shorts and t-shirts. We're all made up and. We open the game up against, I don't know, West Ham or Man United at home or something. I don't want to be going at Christmas time freezing our bollocks off. Like, oh, yeah. God, it's, just, it's cold down here on this dock rose, isn't it? So I think it's the right decision. And uh, tell you what, there'll be some screwdrivers and Allen Keys going to that last ever game at uh, Goodison Park under everyone <laughs> oh, ripping yeah. their seats out of the ground for that. But uh, yeah, just one last thing before we go. I just want to send our best wishes to Luton's captain, Tom Lockyer, who suffered a cardiac arrest on the pitch yesterday. I mean, Wow, I mean, yeah. unbelievable. Nobody likes to see stuff like that. It's a young man just yeah. dropping like that. And obviously he's got problems and we wish him all the best in the speed of recovery. So Yeah, definitely. It's it's, it's really it's not nice to see things like that at at all. You know, we've seen a couple of other players um collapse as well over the years and it's just it's just oh my god, it's it's horrible. It's a horrible thing to see. Um but yeah, I really do hope he's all right. Um and sending him and his family, you know, all the support because that's just that's that's devastating that. Yeah. So we wish him a speedy recovery and let's hope Everton can continue their fantastic form. He's bring right. on Fulham. Bring on Scotland. <laughs> bring on Man City. Merry Christmas, Everton. Thanks for joining us, Melinda. G. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Up, up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.